Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello, we're the Kransky Sisters, sisters. on Joy, Joy 94.9. 94.9. And welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. I'm Chris, and in the studio with me today is... Phil. That leaves me, Gordon. Yeah, it does. Well, it doesn't doesn't leave you, you're here. Yeah, well, I'm here, yeah. But Chris, your voice sounds very deep and husky and Uh, sexy or something, is it? Butch, I think, is expression. Well, I I wasn't going to use that word. Not in this room, anyhow. What's so good to be butch at this festive time of year? (laughs) Well... One of the things I've noticed is that as you get a little bit older, well, gentlemen's get a little bit older, the voice box actually lifts in the throat Does or it? sinks or something, and, and it tends to be a little bit higher pitched that, than when you are a young fellow with everything hanging low. low. <laughs> or hanging where it should. Yeah, but, no, but I always thought that as you got older, your voice dropped, that your voice gets lower, that the timbre drops well, a bit. A lot of things go south. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But you just used the word there, tumbra. Yeah, now, the sound of your voice. Yes, I thought that was the Canadian wilderness. <laughs> the the, the he's, tundra. He's, he's got the connection, but yes. no timber. It, was, it, it looks like timber. Yeah, it's got a br- uh, e though, br- not, uh, not, not end, a b yeah. r. Not a b. Macron. He is having a little bit of a problem in France with the protesters who are protesting. About the price of fuel to start with. Yes, and yeah. what are they doing to sort of I- indicate their uh, collective voice? They're singing the Marseillaise. No. The French are revolting. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're wearing yellow, oh, yellow high-vis yeah. jackets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that protesting? Well, it just means that but they're the, all on the same team. That's as right. I, I see the, it's the a, thing it's with a the team uniform. The French have a have a history of revolution, and so that they, whenever anything happens in France that they don't like, they get out and they are revolting. <laughs> they really <laughs> now, do. Have you seen what word they use for these yellow jackets? Uh, that's that's um, yellow in village jaune. Yeah, the jaune. Uh, jaune. Now, yellow jersey is on in uh, the Mayo jaune. Yeah, Mayo Jaune is the is the yellow jersey in 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 the Tour de France. Yeah. yeah. Now the yellow there is used is spelt J A U N, and if you think about it, we have that word for yellow in the English word jaundice. Yeah, jaundice comes from the French. Yeah. yeah. So whatever you do, don't call Marty McFly yellow because <laughs> that means he's chicken. <laughs> uh, these little pieces of, 
other languages pop up so often in English. I, we know it's a big, huge mix, but we often don't recognise yeah. the roots. You use use the word without the without understanding where it actually come from, and yeah. that's why spelling accurately is a good idea hmm. because it does show you the path through the languages. Yeah, but talking about protests in France, we've had some protests here in Australia. Uh, we have. And Thank you for reminding me. Done by the school children of um, Australia. Primary school children. Primary From primary to um, high school. They were mm. all age groups from year five right up to year 12. Yeah. yeah, and they 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 were out. And why were they protesting? Would one imagine they're a bit, a bit worried about what sort of world they're going to inherit? No, they want to have a world to well, they inherit. Have, well, they have a world, yes, but a world that they can. <laughs> they live don't in. want us to destroy it before but, they get it. Yeah, this is right. Well, we've done our best to destroy it because we're the generation that have um, used up everything. Well, we've enjoyed we've what en- we've had. It. Yes, this is right. Yeah, yeah because but, we we never considered that there was anything wrong. That yeah. there was excesses involved. But, but now. now it's being proven that we have done everything to excess what do we get from the politicians go back to school and learn one said learn how to dig ditches or drill holes and mine stuff well i think the kids actually have learned a lesson and i don't know whether it's the teachers who've taught them this or whether it's the tv or whether it's social media i would say number one social media because social media controls so many lives these days yeah. from your, your Facebook and your Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Can I just correctly name it? It's anti-social media. Anti- None I, of these people yeah, see each other. Yeah, they don't right. socialise. But, but, they, but they pass messages from one yeah. to another. And I think that social media has a, a lot to do with it. Mm. Plus the fact that I, I, think, I reckon young people are really more aware of what is going on in the world today. Look at the young people that were very happy to give us same-sex marriage. Yeah. You know, they, they were aware of what we were going through rather than the old adults did, you know. Mm. So it's, it's, I don't blame them. Good Phil, on. there was a film in which the, a character was called Gordon Gecko. Oh. What was that film called and what was his catchphrase? Oh, it's I know what the catch Greed is. is good. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the title of the film, but that was 1980s yeah. financial world. Mm. Yes. Where a lot of money was made by a lot of greedy people. Yeah. But not only greed is good, that was the that was the the wrong message, but the other one was standing out there screaming, we're not going to take it anymore. anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the kids have realized. And and social networks have have given them the power. They've suddenly realised that you can post a message and millions will read it and they can agree with their like aspect. Yeah, well, I was I read a, a letter in the, in the paper about this and it was from an adult and said, good on the children for getting out and protesting, but what about the adults? Shouldn't they be out doing the same thing? Bruce. Is anybody willing to do it? And I felt like writing in and sort of saying, yes, I'll be with you. Yeah. But all they've got to do is post it onto a, 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 a social media and say we're having a protest about climate change and they would have 100,000 people in the street. Yes, it, it's worry. different communications these days. We would have relied on newspapers That's right. from our side of the fence That's right. and you'd select which paper you buy mm. and um, because you didn't have an alternative. Right. Whereas now you do. You've got, the, you've got this social media. That's how these all these things work. You and, know. and isn't it wonderful that if 
finally, we've had our state election. We don't having a federal election unless Malcolm organises one for March. <laughs> uh, and then the other one date might be May. But they're on holidays and they're basically not coming back into Parliament for many a long day. They're having three days of We'll have a poly-free period. Yeah, but don't worry. We're going to pay them, so don't panic. Yeah, this is right. A couple of weeks ago, there was a show on SBS talking about YouTube and social media and saying that it is the modern communication, but it does have a responsibility. Yeah. Because the Arab Spring was, I guess, perpetrated by people on the internet. Yeah. And it had a lot of negative connotations, which they didn't think of. Hmm. So... Yes, communicate all you can, but you still have to be responsible. Yes, yep. it, it, and it's, it's a very sharp edge. Yeah, but with with um, with freedoms come responsibilities, mm. and that's that's the, a lot of people forget the responsibility when they get the freedom. Well, they don't realise it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like free speech. You're not free to walk into a theatre and yell fire. No, not not really. But a lot of people just, especially in Australia, we think we have free speech. It's hilarious. <laughs> we don't. There's nothing in writing. Nothing in writing, but anyhow. Get your own radio show, that's how to do it. (laughs) uh, Talking about free speech, I'm a fan of watching Q&A, and the the number of politicians on Q&A seems to be reducing for some reason. That's because of the A's. The Q's have been perfect, but the A's we were getting from politicians (laughs) were not good. I think you might be right there, Phil. Oh, the (laughs) drivel that comes out is the party line, and I'm not allowed to think for myself. But But sometimes they do have this, what they call the people's panellist. And they had a young woman on oh, about a week or so ago, and she was absolutely brilliant. Did she ever tell it like it was? And all the pollies were sort of sitting there. They had a couple of pollies on, and they were sort of sitting there looking at the looking at her with the whatever. You know. I think that's what Pauline Hanson thinks of herself. She thinks she's speaking for the people. She doesn't even think about what she says, <laughs> but. She's she's trying to be a bit like Trump and say, well, you know, I'm not a politician. I'll do my things my way. Hmm. Well, we see how well that's gone. Then, but then you've got this whole thing going on in the Senate where this chap stood up and uh, denigrated one of the um, the Green senators or whatever it was, Sarah Sarah Hanson Young, hmm. you know, and she stood up and called him out. <clears throat> yeah, and the and the boss of the Greens stood up to yeah. stand up for her, and he got thrown out of the Senate. And the yeah. bloke that said the rotten words yeah. or the inferred words was just left to sit there. Just yeah, some dinosaurs won't die. They just seem to hang around forever. Yeah, well, this is true too, I suppose, yeah. But <sighs> as somebody said, where does the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs is where the coal comes from. <laughs> yeah, but we've a, got to leave them there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And they should leave it alone. Stop the Adani mine, yeah. Oh, that's a baby mine. They're only doing a baby one now. And, and somebody said they, they're doing that because they're waiting to see who gets into government at the next election. Yes. If, 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 it's the, if the government gets thrown out, that Adani mine won't go ahead. Yeah, if the, there's the, a reason to vote, isn't if there? If the Labor Party get in, they won't do it. So Let's keep the barrier reef. Yeah. What a thought. What, what a thought. Who, who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> Our world, yes. We mm. want it to be perfect. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Joy.org.au for the world. You're with Chris, Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Now, gentlemen, we've we've got three more little segments to talk about things this mo- today. 
So we've got some international news. We've also got some seasonal stories and we've got some gay location type stories to tell you about as we proceed through this program. So stick around. As I say on Sat Mag, there is more. In fact, there's lots more. And if you've ever wondered what we talk about, you can always check up on our podcast page. Everything going back about three years is sitting there. I give you a pricey of what we discuss, and you can tune in in retrospect. See, if you didn't do that, we'd never remember what we talked about either. So we go there too. Hello. I, I yes. What's your name? What are we doing now? I, I usually listen to our repeat broadcast on Wednesday mornings, and I think, did we say that? <laughs> <laughs> Who are those two men I'm speaking to? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> oh, golly gosh. Now, Gordon, what... You've got an international story there from Taiwan. Well, Taiwan voted against legalising same-sex marriage, but the government says it won't affect previous court ruling. Uh, The decision was delivered by a referendum goes against the court ruling from last year. So that means that the court ruling from before will actually make same-sex marriage appropriate during 2019. It'll just... Fizzle out after that, apparently. Well, it'll just... No, it it will come to pass. Right. But the worst part about it, this was that the that they were, all these evangelicals from America were going into Taiwan mm. to um, get the people of Taiwan to vote against equal marriage. And they did the same thing in Uganda and South America and yeah. all over the place. All these... And they, these, they're using fear. Yeah, fear. They're, they're telling and them ignorance. That, well, ignorance. Yeah. Well, and basically, it is ignorant. Is it? Is it ignorance, is. isn't it? Yeah. But it, but this is what they've been doing. They're going around, to, and they've also went into Saudi Arabia as well and did the same bloody thing. Now, they, what's these, happened in Saudi Arabia? Oh well, they they've had a a, a thing going there, but they, they don't like um, because it's a, it's a, an Islamic state. Uh, the the uh, Islamic religion, of course, does not recognise um, gayness at all, um, but they do have it there. Of course, uh, um, in Islam, there is gay, there are gay people in the in the mm. in that faith, but they uh, a lot of the times they just get married for convenience to to a woman, might have a couple of children, but then have their boyfriends on the side, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, it's it just but they then they they're. they're same-sex marriage would never happen, I feel, in a place like Saudi Arabia as well. Well, they've just given the women the right to drive cars. That's right. So we're not we're not in catch-up well, mode yet. I would say don't hold your breath for same-sex marriage in but Saudi Arabia. But they're teaching school kids that anal sex corrupts society and causes natural disasters. I don't know where that comes from, but, oh, you know. Well, there was an earthquake well, in Alaska the other day, and we've got same-sex marriage, so that's obviously the cause of it. No, 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 that's the bushfires in Queensland. Oh, well, yeah, we caused that too. I would have called it Donald Trumpery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Have we got Donald Trump because we've got marriage equality? I think so, Is yes. that the price we had to I pay? Think that's the, I think that's the price they had to pay. I think that's now a bit they're high. Gonna, now they're going to go back to the High Court and try to, the Supreme Court, and try to get it annulled. Yeah, mm. that'll be another thing. But uh, bigotry and violence against minority groups, it, it seems to be standard behaviour for... S- well, uh, in lots of countries like Singapore, Malaysia and all those places, that and, and India, that all came from the old British rule, of course. Some of that uh, did, that, yeah. But it went back a couple of hundred years, um, like 
uh, in Queen Victoria's time, you know. Mm. But let's face it, most of the people, most of the dukes and whatever you that passed all these laws in those days were sleeping together anyhow. Well, you know, but they passed. It was the laws. inheritance yeah. rights right. that that drove the the marriage arrangements for a lot of people. Well, that's what it was. That's basically that's what marriage was was for to save inheritance rights and save yeah. the land from being passed on to somebody else. So that the bloke that married the woman of the family didn't get it because the woman was disinherited. Mm. You know? Well, just as Saudi Arabia is sort of terribly anti-gay with their interpretation of the rules, uh, and an Indonesian city has apparently proposed to buy a law uh, that will see G- uh, LGBTQ people punished for immoral acts with what? the same sex. Once again, it's a, it's a Muslim country. Yeah. You know, so... The Muslims, uh, the the different. There's two religions in Muslim. There's Shia and 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 um, oh, Sunni, Sunni, Sunni and Shia, and they hate one another anyhow. Um, so it's but it's, they still do not like um, same-sex marriage. Mm. So in uh, this particular city of Pariaman in West Sumatra, they passed a regulation earlier this week in an attempt to eradicate LGBT in the region by penalising them. So if any uh, LGBTQ person is caught committing a homosexual act, they could be fined up to a million rupiah, which is about 70 or $80 Australian. Yeah. Proposed by, by law will now be evaluated by the governor within the next 15 days. Mm. But... Mm. We were always taught in Sunday school about these countries overseas. I don't think they were ever named. But there are countries where, say, a thief would have his hand cut off. Yeah, oh, that was in... And this would be the, the sheer law type That's of thing, right. but yeah. not naming it at the time. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit worried now about being penalised for okay. having sex. What are they going to cut are, off? What are they going to cut off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop But it. there is some good news that came, well, out of, so. that came out of Chile because Chile signed a landmark trans rights bill into law. Yeah. So that the trans, transgendered people in Chile now have protection. So that would be sweet chili. Well, that's the the identity law, gender identity. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's brilliant. Mm, mm. So that gives the third sex or sexes legal Status. rights. Yeah. Mm. Can I just point out there are a lot of gay Muslims, and they're very nice people. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. But they're probably living in fear of death yeah, well, in their own country. Years ago, I had a, 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 a Indonesian boyfriend. He was Muslim. Yeah. But there's a, a community group which we we have here. We have the gay Muslims. The gay Muslims. Here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I hope they can enjoy their yeah. freedom here. But yeah. then, but then also in good news is the is the rate of HIV infections that are dropping. Oh yes, especially in England and in and in Australia apparently well, they're dropping. Yeah, yeah, but also in New York. Yes, um, they're, they're dropping all over and the it's, place. It's because of the modern testing attitudes yeah. and the mere fact that there is. PrEP, and there are modern medications. Even last weekend, they announced uh, a new series of medicines that, depending upon where you are on on the development of the disease, mm. it, it is appropriate for you to use. That's right, and the, and and people on PrEP are now finding that they're undetectable, undetectable mm. viral loads, and uh, it's it's just working very yeah. very well. And of course, they have been practicing safe sex a yeah. lot more. Yeah. Now, the only group in New York City that saw an increase was the Latino men community. Yeah. So what they're doing now is apparently starting a Spanish language HIV awareness campaign. Yep. 
course, the English-speaking people have already been getting the messages. But uh, once again, it's a minority group that have got other social pressures making them, well, say, be married, yet going out and having men's sex. Yeah, but the, but one of the things that they found in the, the British survey was the number of older men hmm. that are presenting with um, very advanced HIV infections. In fact, some of them are presenting as um, AIDS patients hmm. because they haven't gone and been tested because they were probably men uh, that... Would well, have the, they just never considered they that never considered they were, they were gay group. or anything like that, and they were. But they, they were, were having sex with men. They were having sex with men. And there's so there's some blinders there that we have to lose. Yeah, and yeah. they have to. If we well, we can't enforce safe sex, but if you follow the rules and add prep in there, yep, and communicate to these people who don't consider themselves part of our community. That's the only way we're going to get to zero. Mm-hmm. But they've also found the same thing happening here in Australia because I read a report on that a few weeks ago about the number of older men that are presenting into hospitals not not very well. And um, when they've been into hospitals, the doctors have done blood tests and it's proven that they have actually developed AIDS rather than being HIV. Yeah. But I, I had a very nice day the other day. I went to the um, AIDS memorial that the... the AIDS Memorial on the 1st of December on World AIDS Day. Yeah. yeah. It was good. very, very good. I go every year. I've, I've missed one year in 25 so far, so I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> you are certainly not. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy, 94.9. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Sitting here resting my bones And this loneliness won't leave me Listen, two thousand miles I roam Just to make this dock my home Now I'm just gonna sit at the dock of a bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of a bay Wasting time with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. What an interesting little piece of music there. A beautiful song sitting tell on the dock of the bay. Tell me the story and how it, you've personalised it. Well, I used to live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Not in San Francisco, but we were often taking people on our little city tours, people who'd come from Australia to visit. And there's a, the freeway goes past the airport on its way into the city, so you'd round Candlestick Park, which is now some corporate thing, and the the bay would come up there, and it's, it's very passive. It's well, not quite salt flats, but just plain water. And there's a little jetty there, a little dock in the bay, and I, that is what I assigned to this song. So sitting on the dock of the bay, it's just there's nothing to look at but water, <laughs> or probably planes landing, but it's just. It's, it can, I can personalise the song, yeah. apart from being just such a, and, a fantastic and it, it, song. It's peaceful, the lapping of the water. 
the song the song yeah. itself is very serene really well, it's you a serenity the, you song. can hear the water at the start of the, yeah, the track yeah, yeah yeah and and what what's with this whistling that is an interesting verse well unfortunately as it turns out 3 days after he recorded that track he was killed in a plane crash and well, while they were recording he hadn't finished writing all the verses so he filled in that verse with the whistling which now that we've heard it that way we wouldn't change it for the world no so he was going to replace that with the words that he had yet to write. Well, yeah. So he, he could have well killed the song by writing by lyrics that didn't work. Yeah, so. yeah, true. Yeah, But it's a beautiful song. It's been around. How, how long has it been around now? It's well, been... he recorded it in 67. It was released in 68. Yeah, yeah. And that's... See, I was eight years old, so I've heard that song my whole life. And then moving to that area and assigning that song a geographical location just cements it even further. Yeah. You said you used to go there when it was sunny and you'd see the planes landing. What about the feeling when the fog was rolling in? Ah, see, that's the magic of the San Francisco fog. It doesn't go to the airport. The city of San Francisco is surrounded by more of the hills. You can go to Daly City, drive from 80 degrees Fahrenheit in sunshine from the Bay Area, go over the hill into 40 degrees Fahrenheit pea soup fog, which I did once and I turned right around. Because <laughs> you can't drive in that no, fog, it's ridiculous. That, San Francisco is a bit like Canberra. It's got those hills all around it. it they're low. It's low in the ground. Yeah, but it's got the Golden Gate, Oh, that, that which that, is where the bridge is over. That's right, it's, yeah. It's, the Golden Gate is the gap in the land. Mm. Yeah. So northern Pacific water is not swimmable. It's no. freezing cold. And it hits the warm water from the bay and they mix and just turn to fog rolling in mm. over the, mm. the bridge. They're called microclimates because we've learnt this from the weatherman on whatever the San Francisco station was that we listened to. Yep. So it's a natural fog and it still happens. Yep. It's not like your old London fogs. One of the famous writers... I won't come out with a name because it's bound to be wrong. But he said the coldest winter he ever had was summer in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Some important things happened around about this time in San Francisco. Oh, very sad. Mm. And well, we'll start with the story of Harvey Milk, who was the first openly gay public representative in city politics. Where did he get his courage from for being uh, so out in the public I, I think it's because teachers, or mainly teachers, but a lot of gay people, if they came out or if they were discovered that they were gay, they would lose their jobs mm-hmm. for being gay. He saw the injustice of that and came up with the legislation to change that. And it's city by city in America. You can't federally, they're just, well, look at them. <laughs> they're, they're trumping everything. Harvey Milk really got the the ball rolling and Mr Moscone, the mayor at the time, was very supportive and got the laws passed. And there was another man... There was a kickback against this. um, Well, let's say the right side of the world weren't that happy. And Dan White, well, he was was a city supervisor too. And let's say he was very unhappy with this progressive or the arrangement. And he snapped... And he shot the mayor and he shot Harvey Milk Mm. and didn't spend very long in jail considering the the crimes. I don't think he's changed or repented in any way. He's just, he was the picture of hate. But the response, the city's response to the killings, every year on the date we have the candlelit march and it is literally hundreds of thousands of people come out in support 
well, of the gay community yeah. and gay progress. And th- this is 40 years ago only. That's mm. one, or maybe and it's two generations. Well, mm. you see, I don't think Harvey Milk has become a martyr, but the world has changed because of him and maybe accelerated because of the the harsh way that his life ended. And it's, well, Northern California has long been seen as not so much a gay mecca, but a place where the progress starts and they really do a good job. At, at that same time, it was it was becoming a mecca because young boys across the country discovering that they're gay would be drawn to San Francisco because it didn't feel safe in Kansas. So Harvey Milk created that feeling. And he had quite a, a following, like his political following. And um, they just cemented into a really good group and got things done. I watched that three-part series about Harvey Milk on the ABC, which was absolutely brilliant, and and what happened. But he, I know when he got elected, he got elected as a as a member of the council. And yeah, I um, suspect he might have been a photographer. There's something about camera shops. Yeah, I think I I think you might be right. I think he worked in a camera shop in in yeah. um, the opposite the the Castro. Yeah, but yeah. he he saw a problem, which if you think about it, I mean. People were taking their lives. It still happens today. Mm. It, it's not a choice to be gay. We don't do it to annoy straight people. Oh, 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 well, Chris oh, might oh, disagree oh, here. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm just thinking of this other press report that I saw. Pope Francis says he just doesn't think gay men can be part of the clergy. Okay. Even though they are. And that being gay is fashionable. And Hello? in that sentence, he's turned the clock back. Hundreds of years. But, but can I just make a quite little comment there? There are no, not many men joining the clergy now anyhow. No. They are not finding people that are willing to give up their lives to become priests. So they, what they're doing is now you will finish up getting all the priests from Africa. It's a, it's a thing that we will finish up having black African priests here in Australia because there's not enough people in Australia going into the monasteries to become priests. Because they've got minds of their own. Hmm. Hmm. The Pope has also said that gay children should be taken to psychiatrists and are refusing to accept that LGBTQ families are real. He's oh. refused. Yeah, my well, I, he's, and that teaching children about gender identity was indoctrination. Hello, as opposed to his own. <laughs> mm. And and uh, he supported the anti-same-sex marriage protesters in Mexico. I think he's been taken over by the right wing of his mob. But I think I, I think it's a bit something like the Australian Liberal Party. Yes, they've they've been taken over by the Christian right. We mentioned before how we don't remember what we've talked about previously. But I remember in the last couple of years, we started to get a, a little warm, fuzzy feeling about the Catholic Church moving forward. It was something that had been said, and it was probably Pope Francis. He's just undone all that. that that's when he came in. He was he was quite a, a, a bit more free thinking. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think he's been pulled back into line by the the people behind him. I think yeah. that he's been told to. Well, shut I just up. see echoes of Malcolm Turnbull. Because he was going to give us the NBN, he was in support of gay marriage, he did all these things, and then the right wing got him by the neck and he had to undo it. Look what he did to the NBN. Hello, yeah. 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 But Uh, but, but Pope Francis has obviously got that tune because, as you said, he's running out of priests. Of course he is, yeah. 
He, well, he can't have gay people in the priesthood, so therefore if the, the gay people are not coming in or they're, they're leaving, then there ain't no priesthood mm. left. See, I can remember when the academy, uh, the what is now the police academy, was built out there in Glen Waverley, and that's where the, uh, they trained the priests. And uh, they, they had to finish up selling it, and the, uh, now that's the police academy. Oh, right. Well, let's hope the net a, result output yeah, is somewhat That was different. a huge, huge monastery out there, because I remember doing, performing in a play out there at one year, many years ago. And he hasn't stopped since. I was going to ask if you were a tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. You're on Joy 94.9. Been there, done that. With Gordon, Phil and Chris. Love radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us. We're on the home stretch, fellows. Oh, are we? Oh, but good. we've got lots more to talk about. More to talk about. We're going to start off with a rather noble subject. A noble subject, Mr. Yeah. Okay, Nobel. then. Yes. <laughs> Tell me more, please, Phil. Well, Alfred, the man himself, invented dynamite. Cabal. Well, well, there was a giant kebang. The Chinese, had it, the Chinese had, had it many years before that, but Alfred put the whole thing together. For well, the he, he probably packaged it yeah, so that it yeah. could be sold <laughs> to the mass market. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk about the Chinese because they did everything before us, and that's not fair. <laughs> but he was a Swedish chemist, and was it one day he was reading the paper and he discovered his own obituary? It would have been scary. Well, it was a typographical error. Obviously made a mistake if he's reading it. It was about his brother. But your first thought would be, well, if I'm dead, I'm glad I'm still getting the paper. (laughs) (laughs) So that obviously shocked him a bit that, well, he found out his brother had died and they just got the name wrong. Dynamite, as it turned out, to be um, rather deadly. (laughs) was a bit of a... Makes a bang. A bit a bit dangerous. Its use would have been... In mining, but where else? Good way in, to get into banks. Into after banks, hours. yes. Mm. Instead of an ATM. Um, but there were but people being killed was, by it, of I course. I think it was warfare. Yeah, but people were being killed when they were using it for demolition for building structures and stuff. And yeah. I think that pe- too many people were being killed and he realised that the killing so of the people was not safe. good. So the military got hold of a new technology. Oh, yeah. That's a real trendsetter. Mm. Anyway, he felt kind of bad about that. And he had amassed quite a large fortune, and he decided to instate the Nobel Prize system, hmm. where I guess these days there's a team of people who would evaluate. Yeah, but um, there's so many fields. There's but, art and music. But, but and he originally only gave it for peace. Well, it was yes, originally only a peace prize. That was what it was, and then it suddenly developed into over the years has developed into other categories: medicine and literature and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah strange thing about it after he died one year and several days after he'd written his will the following year it was only so what, what's the moral of this story don't, don't write don't, a will don't, don't write a will <laughs> you're going to die in a year <laughs> well a lot of people won't write a will because they think they're going to die if they do which is a, uh, well are they going to die sooner they, or later well we've all got to pass on that's the only only well-known fact of life is there's only two things as they say death and taxes and the, the peace aspect I can bring in a, a Simpsons reference. Please. Homer Simpson joined the Navy, or it was probably the Navy Reserve, and yeah. he's there in a submarine, and they're all having dinner, and um, the captain would keep asking him questions, and he said, well, you know, how are we going to to you know, beat the, the enemy? And Homer would be asking for utensils, and he'd say, forks. And the captain would say, yes, we use force. 
But what's the ultimate aim of the conflict we're in? And Homer's reaching across the table saying, peas, <laughs> trying to get the little <laughs> green vegetables. And the captain says, yes, that's what we're aiming for, peas. <laughs> um, yeah, so, it's funny how people will fight desperately to achieve peace. There's hardly been peace in the world for thousands of years, really. There hasn't. Or to use a technical term, donkey's yonks. Hmm. Donkey's yonks, yes. When you look at other civilizations on Earth, and I'm just thinking of the ant world, they are so cooperative. The bees, they are so cooperative. But Hmm. man seems not to be able to grasp that concept and work for the common good. The point is, Chris, that animals and bees and things only kill if they have to. Yeah. People kill because they can. But they have a monarch. They have a queen bee and a queen ant. Hmm. So should we be hanging on to that? Well, if you wish. I don't mind. Or look at President Trump. (laughs) Is that where we're headed? (laughs) He would be, I don't know what you'd call him. He'd be the other insect that comes to eat them. But it's just, it's a a strange world we live in because we are the only, as as you've mentioned before, Phil, we're the only race that, or the only animal that can ask why. Mm. Yeah, that's where religion came from and that's a whole other war. Oh, hold on then. Hold (laughs) on, hold on. Uh, The 6th of the 12th. 1967. No, 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 that can't be the right. Oh, well, it is the feast day of St. Nicholas, or the modern-day Santa Claus. He was a Greek fellow, this Nicholas. Yes, lived in 343. That's uh, a fair time ago. Was that his address or the date? (laughs) The year. Now, now, he'd been brought up, brung up the right way by his parents. And they instilled into him the concept of being generous, of being kind and thoughtful, of uh, all those non-warring activities type things. But we've got a query about him because he was very fond of children and sailors. No, he was not. <laughs> no, Stop it. Generosity and selflessness with a couple of those practices, but he was particularly known for his generosity to people in need. And he had a reputation for secretly giving to the giving to the poor. His love for children, not of children. <laughs> oh, Gordon, wash your mouth and your mind. But he had a concern for sailors. Hello. Yes, excuse me. I'd like to have a concern no, for no, sailors. No, no, no. It was because they worked under very difficult hard conditions. conditions. Yeah, very hard. Sailors um, were. St. Nicholas was such a good-hearted soul that. The mob around him in that part of Greece and Turkey, they never got him canonised, made a saint with the with the church. He was the people's saint. He was. Much like Diana was the people's princess. Oh, right. So better yes. than the real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he became the people's saint, but he evolved into um, Saint Nicholas. Speaking of evolution. Rather than... Yeah. Did he wear a red suit and a white beard? A red suit and a white beard? That was only Mr. Coca-Cola. That's that right. That. Yeah. Much, much later on. Much, much oh. later. But but, but, but if, you, if you quickly say St. Nicholas, you get Santa Claus. And that's where the name comes from, Santa that's Claus. Right. Mm. Uh, someone else, round about ooh, the 5th of December 1901, he was born. He created lots of fairy stories and weird and wonderful characters and creatures, some who behaved in a human-like manner. Many of them didn't. He had a steamboat willy. 
Excuse I. Stop it. In 1928, he released the first animated movie, and it was called Steamboat Willie with a character called Mickey Mouse. Mouse, that's right. Who had been Mortimer Mouse before then. And the man is Walt Disney. Yeah. He was born at a time when motion pictures have started to be created and he got onto this particular bandwagon, as you say, with this little cartoon series of Mickey Mouse. And it was first time animation had been drawn up and each of those cells of the picture frames had to be hand-drawn, mm. hand-created. You, you could imagine what one of those original cells of Mickey Mouse would be worth now if you could buy one. Mm. Oh, they'd probably have disintegrated. The, the materials used were not for longevity. They were rather explosive-type films. Well, the, the acetate mm. film was, mm. yes. yes. It was very unstable. But the man had a vision. He did? And he wanted to produce this place called Disneyland. And he bought up a lot of orange groves in Anaheim, California. Yep. And Anaheim, California is a really nondescript part of town. So he'd bought a lot of land and he sold his Disneyland TV show to the ABC network to fund building the park. Yeah. And they must have had really good funding. And I guess in the 50s, money bought a lot more than it does now. And he had his train going around the outside and he had his various lands. And the movie business expanded and Touchstone Television and all these other divisions started appearing to the point where I think not long after he died, they the Disney Corporation actually bought the ABC Television Network. Mm, mm. So the, the people that gave them the money to get going and expand ended up just part of the, the corporate group. He brought a lot of fun to people's lives, of course. Yeah. Well, he grabbed hold of all the folk stories and repackaged he them. He Americanized them, or as you use the word, sweetened. Because some of the grim stories uh, were grim. pretty grim. They're pretty <laughs> grim, yeah. yeah. And he also uh, developed animation to the point where uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, piece of music by the classical uh, composer Dukar, mm. he Put had f- wonderful music but there was no pictures with it except in his imagination. Yes. And he had lots of little peoples drawing these pictures and creating the story that went with the music. And not only the orchestra were playing, they had this little tone generator that made some musical sounds. And it was made by a couple of men in their garage in Cupertino called Hewlett. And Mr. Packard oh, and Packard wow. was the first music synthesizer, which is not easy for me to say, <laughs> and the start of their humongous corporation. Wow. Mm. So it's just amazing how one man can directly and indirectly influence generations ahead of him. Well, on that happy note, we'll catch up with you next week. And have a great week. Hope to have your company then. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with Joy. Joy.